long time ago, she reflected, buttoning the top button of her shearling jacket and turtling deeper into the woolly collar to ward off the cold. Not so long ago, she'd been dumped again, she mused, as she and her dad rode in companionable silence. Well, not so much dumped as dismissed. In her book, that amounted to pretty much the same thing. Gabriel Jones had despised her at first sight, on general principle and because he was a narrow-minded, heartless alpha dog. She'd walked away from him in Argentina nine months ago. She hadn't been able to get him out of her stupid head since. It royally ticked her off. So did her reaction to the note Hank Emerson, her editor at Newsday, had sent by overnight mail two days ago. Guilt. Hank had managed to make her feel guilty. He wanted her back on the job. I need you down there, Jenna. You're the only one who can do this story. Maxim asked for you. Said he wouldn't trust it to anyone but you. Besides, you know the territory. Yeah, Jenna knew the territory, all right. That's why the thought of going back to Argentina scared her. And yet, the story enticed her. Hank was right. Emilio Maxim was big news. There was a story there. Maybe a big story. It was a story she could nail if she could just dredge up the guts to go back and face a contingent of demons. How long are you going to distance yourself from the hard news with those little fluff pieces you've been turning in, Jen? Hank had asked yesterday, when he'd followed up his note with a phone call. I don't want the plight of the caribou in Alaska from you. I don't want to know what you know about the disappearing honeybees, for Christ's sake. I want a Jenna McMillan story. Something with teeth. Something with fire. He'd softened his tone then, and Jenna could almost see him raking his fingers through his gray hair. Jenna, what the hell happened to you down there? What happened in Argentina was something Jenna had never shared with anyone. That wasn't going to change. Hank would never know. Neither would her parents. How could she tell them that when she'd been in Buenos Aires searching for a man by the name of Edward Walker, she'd been abducted, blindfolded, and driven to a dust and adobe village in the middle of nowhere, then locked in a six-by-six-foot vermin-infested cell without food or water for days? How could she confess that just when she'd thought she was going to rot there, she'd been hauled away again by rifle-toting thugs who had thrown her in the back of a battered pickup and taken her to a camp full of their warthog kind? She shivered. The bastards had had all kinds of vile acts in mind for her before she'd finally been rescued. By Gabriel Jones. Then the real nightmare had begun. But don't cry for me, Argentina, she thought sourly. She'd been doing enough crying on her own, thank you very much. All of that boo-hooing and poor meing had turned her into a cowardly, spineless wimp. That knowledge stuck in her craw like glue because the old Jenna McMillan didn't quit, didn't cower, didn't back down. Her mom was fond of saying that Jenna had been all of two years old when her dad had set her on the back of a horse, and she'd been galloping full speed at life ever since. If she fell off, and she'd fallen off plenty in both her career and her personal life, she always climbed back in the saddle. Where was that woman? She thought grimly. And when is the old Jenna McMillan going to report for duty? She forced a bright smile when she realized her dad was watching her with a puzzled frown. So, how you doing? She asked before he could ask her. She already knew the answer. He was getting older. That's how he was doing. So was her mom. Jenna worried about them. The difficult Wyoming winters and hard work had taken a toll.
A lot of years had passed while she'd been off to college as a nursing major before switching gears. A stint as a volunteer for the campus newspaper had led her into journalism and an unending chase to capture stories around the world. Haven't chased too many stories lately, though, have you, Hotshot? No, not so many, she thought, with a defeated breath. Hank was right. She'd checked out, bailed out, and now she was hiding out. I'm doing fine, Jenny. I was about to ask the same of you. She shot him a wide grin. Me? I'm great. She breathed deep of the crisp mountain air, looked skyward, watched a jet trail heading south, dissecting the pristine perfection of a vast blue sky. Once she'd have been itching to be on that plane on any plane, following the next big story, chasing the next big lead. She wasn't chasing anything but dust now much to Hank's dismay. She'd been his go-to guy for several years, covering assignments...